On today's show, we talk to a global director of marketing at a large manufacturer who shares with us how they approach their R&D and marketing efforts using pull-through and upstream efforts. It's a super fascinating topic about how they're leveraging both sides of the equation from R&D and product development all the way down to marketing by getting the right information from their customers and how they support their customers using this methodology. It's applicable to any manufacturer out there regardless of how your products are sold. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best. Salesperson, I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popniklov. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We are really excited to welcome Angela Ballesty. She is the Global Director of Marketing for Wood Protection at Lanza. Angela, thanks so much for taking time to meet with us today. If you wouldn't mind, can you just give our listeners a bit of background about what Lanza does and where you focus within the organization? Sure. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I'm the Global Marketing Director for Lanza. We supply technologies that protect wood from insects, decay, mold, fire, moisture damage, Our customers are manufacturers of wood products, so treaters, sawmills, engineered wood manufacturers, fabricators, basically any company in the wood product supply chain that's really looking to add a feature to wood, make it more valuable, more durable. I've personally worked at Lawns of Wood Protection for 10 years. I actually started out as global in-house legal counsel for the business. So prior to Lons, I worked at law firms and I had another in-house legal counsel role at a mechanical contracting company. So slightly unusual, but I'm a lawyer by training and experience. How does that help you in marketing? Oh, I think it absolutely, I mean, I could probably spend an entire podcast on (laughs) a pitch for why I think lawyers make good business people. But personally for me, it wasn't as big of a leap as it it might sound. I think it probably depends on how you've worked with lawyers in the past, but in our business, you know, my role as, as a lawyer was heavily involved in, in strategy and planning and um, really working with the business on evaluating risks and opportunities and things like that, which is directly related to, to the marketing role, which is in, in our business more of a strategic marketing role, not necessarily 100% communications focused. So the analytical skills, the ability to kind of take a step back and look at the right structure to look at you know the risks and opportunities of different business decisions that's day in day out a lot of what I spend my time doing yeah and I, please don't hear that as a criticism I just think that's fascinating Super be able to, fascinating. You know, to go from a more legal focused you know direction jumping all the way over to marketing which is pretty cool I'm curious to hear about what you all sell and who you sell to because when we were chatting in a prep for the show you know it sounds like you you sell to almost everybody in the channel and so I'm, I'm curious to know how you approach your marketing and who you sell to, if you can dive into that a little bit for us. Sure. So we actually, in the scheme of things, are technically more of a component manufacturer. So we sell a technology that gets put into a building product. We sell to sawmills, a product that protects the wood from stain and mold. We sell to pressure treaters, a product that protects wood from decay. So we're a bit of a component in a final wood product. We however, promote and sell all across the supply chain. So we spend a lot of our effort downstream talking to architects, retailers, contractors, specifiers, 
pretty much touching all points of the supply chain of people that are using our customers' products. I'd love to hear how you are as a component in other products that are, go on to be marketed themselves. How does that come into play when you are considering and creating your marketing or creating your messaging or targeting your audiences? Yeah, so there's a, a number of ways. And you know, we do some of the table stakes, I think, of, of any product manufacturer down chain. We do continuing education courses and and webinars and things where we're, you know, really trying to just educate about the existence of products that contain our technology. So we do some of those activities directly throughout both the commercial and retail chains, participating in trade shows and, and things like that that are like what I would consider kind of table stakes. But the biggest aspect I think of our pull-through marketing effort is doing it as a service and partnering with our customers to really help them promote benefits down the supply chain. We offer as a service to our customers a lot of marketing communications materials, messaging support to help them really talk about what the features that our technology puts into their products. Very cool. I love that because you know a lot of manufacturers who listen to the show and the ones we talk to are focused on selling directly to the person who, who writes the check. You know, so you mentioned you sell to, you know, is it sawmills and other people who actually manufacture products. You know, for a lot of manufacturers, they might sell to a developer, you know, or somebody like that. That's the person who actually writes the check. But, you know, it's making the people who are along the way successful. So, you know, architects making sure they're educated, for example, in your situation, you're trying to work directly with the people that are using your product and their product that they then sell to those architects or builders or whomever. I really like hearing about that as well as how you're supporting them from a messaging standpoint. Can you break down like what that actually looks like? Are you like sitting in the room with them going, hey, we really like how you're positioning this, but you need to consider X, Y, and Z. Like brass text, what does that look like on like let's say a marketing campaign that you all help or support with? Yeah, it differs by product lines for us, but we absolutely do. We have sales and marketing folks that will sit with our customers in pitches to architects or retailers and actually be part of their direct sales efforts. We also will do promotional planning with them where we basically will walk through a strategic plan for their business and the promotional support that goes behind it and help them do that as, as a service for them. We also provide market intelligence a bit as a service to both our customers mm -hmm. and to people down the supply chain. We conduct a lot of market research and we also just generally kind of gather trend data from sources that are out there in the marketplace and we'll use those insights and take them to customers or even to architects or retailers or dealers down the supply chain and help them develop promotional programs and, and business strategies using that information that we collect. So we have retailers and customers that kind of rely on us for information in, in addition to some of the practical design support that we give them. Yeah, one thing we talk a lot about is that, you know, as a manufacturer, regardless of what your product is, you know, your product is so much more than just the product itself and the features and benefits. It's all of the service around that product. You know, the service that you provide, the customer experience and your situation, the data that you're bringing to the table. Do you get like really good feedback on like what you're doing? Like that's very unique to bring that level of data and analytics to the table, especially to partners. I haven't really heard of a lot of other companies doing that. 
can you share a little bit about like the feedback you're getting or the response that you get from that? Sure. I mean, we have very, very strong partnerships with a lot of our customers. And I think a lot of it drives long-term loyalty and having somebody that so closely understands their business and can speak intelligently about the products that they're selling is highly valued from the perspective of our customers. And, you know, we get direct feedback. I think one of the biggest difficulties of all marketing organizations, especially B2B marketing organizations, is measuring the impact of your your spend and your time. But, you know, we do get direct feedback. We can, we can see when they win business because of the information that we gave them. And, you know, we can see their decision that, you know, we might not be the, the cheapest or the best pitch that they get in terms of a product offer when they are comparing dollars, but in terms of everything that we bring to the table and supporting them. But when we retain their business, that you know speaks volumes. I just want to echo exactly what Zach is saying. And we, we hear a lot from dealers and distributors about how could manufacturers get in, which I'm putting you in the dealer distributor seat, or sorry, you in the manufacturer seat, considering how to win over more dealers and distributors. And a lot of times they say, well, how do we sell your product better? And you guys are really putting your money where your mouth is and not just offering that data of, well, here's what we've heard and here's how to best position this or here's why we're better positioned than a competitor, but you're even closing the loop, which we all know in building materials is not a small feat. You're closing loop to say like, this is actually how our products helped you win more sales or win this business or attributing revenue to partnering with you. And I just think that's so incredibly valuable that you're leaning on partnership. We hear a lot that price isn't where we hang our hat. I think a lot of product categories or manufacturers would say something similar, but you guys are really following up with that value of showcasing how you're valuable and being incredible, incredible partners. I just love that. Yeah, I definitely think if you're if you're not having a conversation further down the supply chain, and you need to do it delicately, you need to make sure that you're not stepping on your customers' toes, obviously. Yeah. But if you're not having those conversations down the supply chain, you're missing an opportunity to get a lot of critical information that can help you as a supplier, whether that's you know information that drives your messaging to improve the sales pitch, or if you're getting information to drive R&D from an innovation standpoint, those conversations are incredibly valuable. We have extensive R&D organization. We've got four R&D centers around the globe, and we can sit our scientists in a, a room and have them think about all of the things that they could create, but it doesn't do any good just to make something new for the sake of newness. So getting that input from end users and manufacturers really can help make sure that our spend is valuable and it justifies spend. I mean, we won't put any money into the wood protection business if we don't think that we can sell whatever we develop. So it really gets us to spend money creating new things then that the market can use and enjoy. Speaking of R&D, how are you all developing the products that you're putting into the market or working with? You just mentioned going upstream and getting better data and better insights. What are you all doing to gather that data and insight? And how are you applying that to your R&D and new product development efforts? So we do market research. So we have you know custom market research that we will do on particular products or market needs, perceptions, and, and things like that that we take back from a more data driven standpoint. We 
I think over the past five years of all, we do market research every year. And over the past five years, we probably haven't spent more than one market research study on our direct customer base. So really getting a good understanding of very specific needs and perceptions downstream drives our R&D. And then we're also out there just talking to people. I mean, we are heavily involved in industry organizations. We are very active in a lot of the industry initiatives and promoting wood products over Others were just part of the day-to-day conversation, and then we're also meeting with the participants at all levels of the supply chain. So getting that direct feedback is very helpful. Smart. You know, speaking of, of upstream and creating pull-through, how are you marketing? Like, How are you, you know, getting out there and creating that pull-through? Is it just purely working with you know, your existing customers, or is there any kind of campaigns that you're you're running on your own to try to create awareness for your brand, especially considering it's a component that goes in other products. So I think there's a a couple things. I mean, we do promotional materials on our customers' products. So we do promotional programs for treated wood. A lot of that is associated with a branding approach that we use, which is that we license brands for our customers' products downstream. And in some cases, they'll use a Lonza brand on their product or they'll co-brand with, you know, something that has to do with one of our products. So that gives us a platform to do the promotion downstream. It gives us a better opportunity to go talk to customers because we're not having to make the connection between us and a manufacturer. It's obvious from the branding and it opens the door a lot quicker to get in and speak to the people downstream. In addition to, you know, creating some credibility on our part and, you know, to show that, yeah, we actually do have products in the market. We're not just, you know, we're not just some fly-by-night ingredient. I'd love to hear, I know you guys were having a focus on technology and innovation and all of the sourcing that you're doing from your audience and all of that feedback that you're getting. What advice would you give to manufacturers who are looking to net create new products or have a litmus test of this is a good path to go down and a good path to go for a new product launch? You mentioned just a little while ago, you know, you're not going to invest in a new product or a specific product if you don't think you're going to be able to sell it in the market? How are you weighing that out in your internal conversations? We have a fairly intense product development process that we follow. So we've got a stage gate process that has a lot of steps and diligence and checkpoints to kind of evaluate both the business case and our technical feasibility. So from a process standpoint, we are very organized and specific when it comes to moving new ideas through the system. But I would say if a manufacturer is really trying to improve their pipeline, to put things in there that are more valuable, and so your business case is better, nothing beats, well, today it might not be hitting the pavement, but normally nothing beats actually talking to people and, you know, you can buy as many customer reports as you want to and you can get custom research. And quite frankly, if you ask questions Mm -hmm. the right way, you can get it to say what you want it to. So nothing really beats going out and spending time watching retailers and their stores and spending time with contractors and hearing what they're having to say and then getting your technical team to really be able to translate 
development efforts to real world performance and down the supply chain, people are concerned about the practical aspects. I don't know any contractor that knows what a soil block test is, but they certainly, you can take a home builder to walk around the decks in our, the yard behind our tech center and look at how a colorant has aged. So, you know, to really be able to take a technical project and translate it to real world performance. That's great. Angela, this has been fascinating and super helpful for our listeners. If they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. My email address is Angela.ballasty at Lonza.com. And you can also check out our website, LonzaWoodProtection.com as well. Again, Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for our listeners, if you like this content, make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniglov. Thanks, everybody. 